Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. Should TCU be on set alert in Morgantown tomorrow afternoon? We'll talk about that next on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is your team every day. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. You can follow me on Twitter there, at Simcox. Stephen, uh, talking TCU West Virginia today, and big game for the Frogs tomorrow afternoon. Um, chance to get to 8-0 on the road for the first time in a while. You know, back-to-back games against Oklahoma State and K-State at home, comeback victories. Um, I think starting fast is going to be a big key for this team tomorrow. Trying to come back on the road is different. West Virginia is a team that's not playing particularly well right now. Um, had a big loss to Tech last week in Lubbock. I believe that final score was 48-10, to um, their worst performance of the season. Yeah, they lost that game 48-10. to They did upset Baylor a couple weeks ago, 43-40 on a Thursday night. Um, and this has sort of been a weird series lately. Like, TCU has struggled mightily against West Virginia, uh, and, and some of those scores have been really lopsided. You know, back in um, 2018, lost that game 47-10. to in Morgantown, lost a close one in Fort Worth in 2019, 20-17, 20-6 uh, in 2020, and then last season, 29-17 at home. And that was sort of, you know, the K-State game was the last game of the Gary Patterson era. I was at that West Virginia game at home last year, and that was the one I was like, this really can't continue because the team played poorly. They were 3-3 three and three at the time, um, and it felt like, okay, West Virginia team coming in that was struggling, chance to get back on track, get over 500, start working towards the bowl game, and – aside from a Darius Davis touchdown return, um, really didn't have much luck. So, I mean, the series history is what it is. I, I kind of throw that out because TCU has played opponents this year, like Oklahoma State, who they got mollywopped by last season, and turned that around and won. Um, Kansas State has been another team that's had their number, turned that around and won this year. Uh, so, like, I, I have a ton of respect for the environment, in, in West Virginia, in Morgantown, I know it's a tough place to play. I'm happy it's an 11 a.m. game because I feel like those fans have less, less time to hydrate. If it was a night game, I'd be more concerned about it. But you don't want the fans to get into it. So getting off to a big-time start would be pretty imperative. But I think the last few seasons, what's really stood out to me in these games with West Virginia is similar to what happened against Kansas State the last few seasons. They've just kind of been physically whipped up front. And I, I believe this offensive line – and defensive line is in better shape. Um, defensive line is obviously has to do different things than they were in the 4 under Gary Patterson. But especially this O-line is in a better situation than they have been in the past and should be able to hold their own a lot better. So I, I don't think the series history means a ton. Um, Neil Brown is a coach that's on the hot seat, uh, so you don't want to give this team confidence. But a good opportunity – to get to 8 0. And they could really use, like, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but they could really use a, a comfortable win. Like, it's, I'm sure there's been a lot of emotion um, that's been expent in the last few weeks with these come from behind victories, these really close wins, one in double overtime, um, one in regulation. And then, you know, before that, they had uh, the road trip to Kansas, and that was another close football game. So you had three weeks in a row, really a solid month, where you're playing close games, games with a ton of intensity. And we've talked about this teams in the middle 
of a 10 game stretch of just straight playing. So if, if they could find a way to um, be effective early in the game and somehow maybe give, you know, either give starters rest physically or at least have the game in hand so that in the fourth quarter, you don't feel like, um, you know, every play is, is life or death or is deciding who's winning or losing the football game. I I feel like that could go a long way for this football team. Um, I'm not real worried about their mentality. I mean, I think like they've, they've shown the ability to stay focused even throughout all the noise. Um, there's been a lot more media this year. There's been a lot more coverage this year, but they stayed the course and still found a way to win these football games and, and play their best. Um, I, I hope they commit to running the football early in the football game, but it's interesting. And we'll talk about more, this more in segment two. We kind of break down some of the matchups here. But um, West Virginia is really struggling in pass defense. They don't have a ton of healthy corners right now. And, and you look at what their defense has done lately, um, 43 points against Baylor, giving up 48 points against Texas Tech. Before that, gave up 38 points to Texas. Teams have really been able to throw the football on them. So I'm hoping that this is a, a big game for Quentin Johnson, or if they're going to try to pay a ton of attention to him, then maybe somebody like Darius Davis gets more involved. Uh, but I think there's a big advantage for TCU throwing the football um, and, and moving the ball through the air like Baylor and Texas Tech have the last few weeks. And hopefully they're able to do that um, effectively on Saturday. But, you know, we'll see kind of what Garrett Riley cooks up early in this football game. Obviously he's been using the screen game a lot, trying to get, you know, the ball on the edge, trying to use that speed advantage that TCU has against just about everybody. Um, early in these football games. But I'm wondering if you see some more downfield throws, uh, if they can give Max Duggan time, because the West Virginia defensive line is pretty solid, if they can give Max Duggan time to stand back there and make plays, then I, I believe this could be a really big game for him. But going on the road, you know, an 11 a.m. start, um, I feel like this team has handled a lot of different situations well, and this won't be completely unique, but definitely a long road trip, definitely – um, you know, one of the tougher environments that they're going to see all year. So it should be intriguing to see kind of how they come out and, and play early in the football game. Hopefully there's no hangover in the last couple of weeks, just all the emotional energy that they've been kind of expending, trying to get these victories and trying to stay the course. But I will say one thing too, like I've been watching, if you haven't watched Carter boys on ESPN plus, I'd highly, rec- I'd highly recommend it. But um, you know, one thing that's intriguing to me about this team is that, or this coaching staff, I guess I should say, is that Coach Dykes is so level. I mean, like, he's just constantly um, the same. It's the same message. It's always about doing your job. It's always about not doing too much. It's about what's doing, doing what's in front of you. And they're just very steady. So, I mean, they're not coming in there and peeling the paint off the walls. Maybe there are sometimes when you just don't see it. But I feel like that steadiness and kind of that consistency has helped this football team a lot through what's been somewhat of a roller coaster of a football season, as it always is. Before we talk about this matchup, I want to talk about the matchup between TCU and West Virginia more in a moment. But I do also want to mention LinkedIn. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash jobs. If you need to hire folks, you know that finding talent, finding the right people is the most important part of the workplace. Uh, finding people who are going to work for you, be a good fit from a chemistry perspective. It's imperative that you do that well. And LinkedIn Jobs 
is the place to post your job. It's the biggest job site in the world. Everybody knows LinkedIn. They know exactly what it is and what it means when they hear it. Um, there's so many qualified candidates on LinkedIn that are looking for work, and there's simple screening questions that can help you weed out um, you know, some of the candidates that might not be the best for that particular position. LinkedIn.com slash jobs. You can use the promo code locked on for 20% off um, your first job posting. LinkedIn, use them to find the people you need and start hiring today. Okay, back here on Locked on Horn Frogs. So uh, talking to TCU in West Virginia. And one thing about this West Virginia offense, or a few things about this West Virginia offense, as we keep going here in segment two, JT Daniels is a name you'll recognize. He's had a really interesting and sort of odd career in college. Former five-star recruit, uh, was at USC originally, uh, played pretty well there, then lost the job to uh, Keaton Slovis, who's now at Pitt. And so JT Daniels transferred over to Georgia, and everybody just assumed, like, that's a great fit, right? Like, Georgia has an incredible defense, so he'll just step in there and add to that offense, and he'll be the guy in Georgia will raise their ceiling. Um, and, well, what ended up happening is Stetson Bennett won that job and never gave it up. So, uh, yeah, last offseason after Georgia won the national title, hit the transfer portal again, ends up at West Virginia. And, I mean, you see – like when you watch JT Daniels, you see why people have raved about him throughout his career because he has a really strong arm. He can fit the ball in tight windows. Now, I can hurt him six interceptions this year, but he's got 10 touchdowns. He's thrown for 1,686 yards um, and has a completion percentage of around 63%. So he's had a really solid – year there at West Virginia. And this is a team that can still score, even with some of the struggles they've had. Um, you know, they put up points on Kansas earlier this year. They put up points on Virginia Tech. Uh, they put up points on Baylor. So it's a dangerous offense. And um, we've we've discussed some of the issues that TCU's had defending the past this season. Bryce Ford Wheaton is their main wide receiver, 46, 45 catches for 516 yards, um, about 12 yards a catch, five touchdowns. So he's a big play threat. He's a complete wide receiver. I imagine THT will get uh, the nod for the majority of the game, but you're going to have to try to slow him down. And, you know, for the TCU defense, like I've, I've discussed it at length, at length, excuse me, over the past few weeks, it's really just about finding a way to not have a bad stretch in the game. Like West Virginia's obviously going to score occasionally, but can you – can you not do what you've done at times last three weeks, which is allow three, four scoring drives in a row? Um, that's just going to be a huge key. If they can find a way to, to just spread it out throughout the game, I think they'd help this team a lot. But we know that Joe Gillespie has made really great adjustments um, at halftime this year. We know that he is really good once the game starts at kind of dissecting and figuring out how this works. So we'll see if it's, you know, similar to what it's been lately, which is like they kind of have to feel it out early in the game. And then as the game goes along, they sort of find their footing. But this is a team that can throw the football around a little bit. Um, Tony Mathis, their main running back, he has around 500 yards this year. He is out this week. C.J. Donaldson, um, one of their good backs, he has 422 yards on the season, averaging about six yards a carry and six touchdowns. And he is expected to play. I know he's been dealing with some injuries as well. He's expected to play. Saturday against TCU, um, and they've been able to run the ball fairly well too. TCU's been really solid against the run this season, 
Um, so I'm not necessarily worried about them getting going on the ground, but maybe they're the team that kind of bucks that trend. I just don't necessarily expect that, even though Donaldson is a formidable back. And then Justin Johnson has been a player that's come in and, and given those guys a spell at times too. So Tony Mathis is a loss, but I think they're pretty well equipped to replace that production um, during tomorrow's game. So defensively, you know, this is a West Virginia offense that has been able to score on some teams. Hopefully they can force some turnovers, get some stops, and steady the ship there. And then on offense, I mean, Kidre Miller um, and Marty Mercado have been so good in the run game. And this is a West Virginia team that's given up a lot of yards on the ground. And, you know, one thing about this defense that concerns me, their defensive line can get after the quarterback. If you've heard of the Sills brothers in the past, it feels like they've been at West Virginia for about six or seven years. Um, Dante Sills, he has two and a half sacks this season. Overall, the team has 14, so they can rush the passer, and the the TCU offensive line has done really well when they've been challenged all year long. Um, So I I think that's going to be the huge key. Can you give Max Duggan time? Uh, The team in general, like it's been amazing to me how well the offense has taken care of the football this year. Max only has one interception. They haven't put the ball on the ground a lot. Um, They've just done a great job staying, you know, positive in the turnover margin. But – Man, I hope that they can just take care of business tomorrow, get off to a quick start, and kind of put their foot on the gas. This is a West Virginia team. It's always it's always sort of a toss-up on how a team's going to respond after they get embarrassed like they did against Texas Tech. Like, do they really come out guns blazing, throw the kitchen sink at TCU, and just give them one of their best efforts of the year to, to try to make up for what happened? Or is it a team that's pretty beaten down and just can't get off the mat? And that's why I feel like the start of this game is going to be pretty key for TCU, even though they've shown obviously they can come back. I'm not going to doubt their ability to do that. I just think things will be a lot more, a lot less stressful, excuse me, if they could find a way to uh, just nip this in the bud from the beginning. But I'm predicting TCU to win tomorrow. I think they win by two touchdowns. Um, I don't really have a final score in mind, but I just feel like this is a more comfortable win than it's been in the past. But West Virginia is a solid football team. There's some talent on that roster. That's a tough road environment. So, um, we'll see what happens, but I'm expecting and hoping that TCU will be 8-0 when we're talking on uh, Monday, which will be Halloween with Matt Jennings and recapping that football game. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team.